This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for a better mental state. Eliminate self-defeating behaviours and be in more control. With your host, Elaine Blidgen. Welcome, welcome and a bigger welcome than that to another exciting episode of A Mind Controlled Life. If you don't know me, if you're new here, if you're thinking, what is this Mind Controlled Life podcast about? Well, I'm your host, Elaine Bludgeon, and I am going to share with you what this is about. This is about helping you, if you're on the anxiety scale, to cope better with situations that are sending you down into anxiety. Now, if, like me, you're off the anxiety scale now, well, then we want to cope better. We want to thrive and even soar the heights in our career or our business or even in our personal life, I suppose, because we've got the whole mindset thing pretty much under wraps here. And so we want to move on to the next level. So I'm here to help you go from where you are now to here where I am and it's great over here it's really sunny it's great by giving you hints and tips a bit of inspiration sharing my stories and of having the occasional guest so how are you today this week this month this year I have you had a good year I have actually this has been really good for me this year Well, I do know why. I was about to say I don't know why, but I actually do know why, which I will share over many, many podcasts to come. So what are we going to talk about today? Why you're still stuck. Now, I don't know how many self-help books there are, but there are millions, aren't they? And I don't know how many people read them, but there'll probably be billions, Or at least, I don't know actually, probably making that up, but there'll be a lot. And given that the industry has been around since I was at school, no, actually, it's been around since way before me. And most people don't like to admit that they'll go for a self-help book because there's a huge stigma with wanting to help yourself or to be inspired or to read the somebody else guiding you and helping you. I don't know why. I've read them. I've lived off them. I've had hundreds of them at any one time because I needed to have something that gave me hope. And one of the things that I read these books for was to help me when I got stuck. I had no clue, no clue what to do when I was triggered, for instance. And I know my friends didn't because we used to sit and moan about it. Have you seen the way so-and-so's looking at me? Did you hear how he or she spoke to me? It's not fair that I've got to do this and blah, blah, blah. And we would just moan and moan and moan and we would just stay stuck. And I've just written a post on my Facebook profile so you can just head over there and it's called Why You're Still Stuck. So you'll see it. No, I mean, you'll find it. And this is interesting because it this took me years to actually 
integrate this into my head, even though so many self-help books tell us the exact same thing, it didn't go in. It did not go any further than from the page I was reading it from. And so here's the scenario. You're at work and one or more of your colleagues is driving you nuts. Now, it could be that this colleague is driving you nuts because they are a royal pain in the ankle. Or it could be that you just take, you've taken a dislike to this person. They've not done anything particularly bad to you. You just, for, one, for whatever reason, don't like them. And so you get irritated by the way they eat or the way they laugh or the, the, their common phrases that they use, the way they dress. doesn't matter. It all irritates you. And in both cases, depending on how severe your dislike is, it will affect you and your mood. And because it affects you and your mood... This is the danger point. This is, you know, that red line and where you're going to cross over into danger. Because if your thinking is such that you feel powerless, then you're going to spiral down, which is where I have a tendency to go. Saying that, not anymore, but that's what has been my pattern and that's the pattern of my clients. We get to that red line it's black, 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 and it's all fine. Black, black line, it's fine. Then we get red, and then we've overbalanced. And that's when we feel stuck, because what can we do? Because this isn't like um, a manager coming to you and saying, right, thud, here's all this work we want you to do. Get through these files by the end of the day, uh, or you're just going to have to work over overtime because, and without pay, <laughs> because we've got to get this in by close of business today. That's pressure. This kind of pressure is somebody else acting and being in a certain way and you cannot do anything about it. Because what can you do? Can you tell that person who eats with the mouth open to stop eating with the mouth open? <laughs> I mean, you just can't, can you? You can't tell someone who wears really bad tasting clothes to put some different clothes on change your makeup, wash your hair, use deodorant. I mean, you can't say these things, can you? They're socially faux pas. So when, but when somebody is, is, is deliberately having a go at you and they are making your life a misery because they are just a royal pain in the ankle, as I've said, you're still powerless. You still can't say anything. Because I've done it once, oh, ages ago, I joined a, was it a sport, not a sports group, but you know, like a, I don't know, maybe for 20 somethings, I don't even know what it was, it was a group anyway, and we went to badminton, and there was one guy there, and you know, your name is one of the most precious things you can hear. And if you've got a particularly, I don't know, the way you pronounce your name, you want everybody else to pronounce your name in the same way, don't you? So even if, when you go to school, you've been used to being called Sam and you're a female. 
And then the teacher calls you Samantha. He said, no, my name is Sam. No, it's on the register here. It is Samantha. And so I am going to call you Samantha. Well, that's irritating, isn't it? Well, this particular person decided that my name was a plaything. And so he used to go around and he used to say, Elaine, 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 all the time, all the time to mock me. And what could I do about that? I Honestly, I got incensed. I really did because my name isn't Elaine and he deliberately elongated the E <laughs> just to wind me up. And he knew it wound me up. And so do you know what I did? I left. And that's what we do. We either put up with it or we leave. When we've got no other strategy, that's what we do. So as much as I could leave that badminton group and go and find somewhere else, which I did, we can't do that when we're at work, can we? We can't just say, do you know what? I'm going to leave. Except what you then end up doing, you start having a plan. You plan your exit strategy. You start looking around for other jobs and you start thinking, I'm going to go. So I've gotten through to the end of what happens when you're in a situation and you feel powerless to stop this irritation that's really annoying you. So it could be a manager that is on your back all the time. For me, it would be a micromanager. They drive me insane. It could be, it could just simply be a work colleague who's just a pain in the uh, ankle. It could be someone who they don't even know they're being irritating, but they are. But it affects you in such a way that even if you said something, it doesn't mean that they're going to change. And in some cases, they can't. And in some cases, they won't. So what do you do? And why does this keep happening? And why is it we're the ones going home thinking, I'm sick of so-and-so, I'm sick of so-and-so, I'm sick of this, and the da 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 And your, your boyfriend or husband or partner, your parents, your mother-in-law or friends, Random strangers that you meet at the bus stop and in the supermarket are all fed up of you moaning about this particular person at work. Yeah, they, they are. They're sick of it. So the surprising answer as to why you're still stuck is because you do not think that that problem that you're having with that person or persons is yours. You think it's all about them. You think it's them. Because it is. But it's not. Let me explain. If you are negatively affected by anything and anyone, even if that anything and anyone, and in this case it's that person, is deliberately making your life a misery. I'm not talking about bullying here because that's another issue. I'm talking about they are just, they borrow your, your stepladders. I was going to say stepladders. They borrow your stapler and they don't give it you back. They say, can I do me a favour? They want to change shifts or whatever it is and it doesn't reciprocate. If that is annoying you to, to so much that you are moaning about it and it's getting you down, then it's your problem. Does that sound harsh? It's actually the reality. It's your problem. It, it, it really isn't theirs. Because we cannot make another person change. 
We can influence their behaviour, especially if you've got any level of authority where you work. But we can't make them change at all. And and to be honest, that's like somebody wanting you to change. We are who we are, aren't we? And unless we get rid of those, you know, I'm going to say now, don't you? Those beliefs, because they're our fuel. Unless we change those in some way, we will behave and we will react and we will respond in the same way as we've always done. The only thing that can make us change our behaviour is to change our beliefs. Because even if you sat there and you gave yourself all the pep talk you could ever need and wish and want and desire, and you feel, right, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, it can't last. It's unsustainable because it requires you to be constantly thinking, which is exhausting in and of itself. And when you're at work and you've got to focus on getting this project out and done and ticked off and signed off or whatever it is you can't be thinking there, sitting there thinking I love myself I love myself I like myself I'm fine I'm good I'm cool you just you can't so it's unrealistic it's unsustainable but if you thought that this problem was yours you would do something about it but then this is what happens next so let's just say you've come to me and you said that person is driving me nutty and I'm not sleeping at night now because he's on my mind all the time or she's on my mind. And so I said to you, well, that's because, not, not, not because, I would say, so you're feeling this way because you believe that the problem is theirs and you're a victim in this, yeah? Then the next part is, well, why should I have to change? They're the one that's causing all the mayhem and the chaos. It shouldn't be me that has to change. And I absolutely agree, it shouldn't be. And it is. Because what else are you going to do? As I've just said, we can't make anybody change. If you've got children, you know you can't get them to even tidy up, (laughs) stop watching TV, get off the phone, whatever it is, consistently. So why you think you can get any other adult out there to change? No. The only person that we can change is ourselves. And even that isn't as simple as I've decided to change. (laughs) You know. And this is about ownership. And it's about being realistic. When you realise that how you feel is because of how you see the situation, irrespective of whether the situation is fair, right or not. It's how you see it is causing you to feel how you feel. And once you get that, all that power that you've been given away to this person who's a pain in the ankle comes back to you. So you know Anthony Robbins talks about personal power. And this is what he's talking about. Because, yeah, We can blame other people. And honestly, in some cases, in most cases, you are right. But then what? So yes, this person is a pain. They should be, quote unquote, sacked. They should be moved to another department. They shouldn't be allowed to get away with what they get away with. And yet they are, and they do. But when you take it back, and when you realise, okay, I can't do anything about him or her or them, But what I can do is to stop it bothering me. 
That is where your power comes from. Because if we all had to be in this perfect situation where everything was just how we like it, then we'd be fine, wouldn't we? But if we had to be in that situation, we're going to feel anxious, we're going to feel angry, we're going to feel annoyed, we're going to feel irritated, we're going to lose our cool, we're going to feel entitled like a victim. You know, it's not realistic. It's not reality. And you and I both know that if we are the one that other people find irritating, we're not going to change because why should we? In saying that, we both know that we have. We try to twist and contort ourselves depending on the person. But in general, we are who we are, aren't we? Yeah? So you get that? So why you're still stuck? Simple. It's because you think the problem is theirs. But the problem is not theirs. The problem is yours. And once you get that, you can take back your personal power. You can take, honestly, and it feels good. And then you learn how to manage your own stuff and you don't get reacted anymore. You don't get triggered anymore. You can look at that same behavior, honestly, and you can get to a place of neutral. They just, because, okay, let me just convince you of this bit. Right, you know, when you're speaking to a friend and they'll say something to you and you'll say, oh, no, that doesn't bother me at all. It's that bit there. You'll just be, doesn't bother me. Even something irritated. So I don't get, I don't get road rage, for instance. And I can be in the car with someone who F's and Jeff's all the time at these idiot drivers this and these idiot drivers that. Doesn't bother me. It really, it never has. It just doesn't go anywhere. But there'll be some people like, you know, because we've, because road rage used to be a thing probably in the, I don't know, was it the 90s when it first get coined, that phrase was coined. But anyway, it's a real thing as well. Some people just get so angry at other drivers or if they see a cyclist or if they see, I don't know, an old person crossing over the road really slow, whatever it is, they get angry. Does not bother me. I'll still say, oh, what are you doing? I will, but it'll just be gone. Whereas some people can hold on to that anger and as soon as they get behind the wheel of a car... They drive like a mad person. So that's what I'm talking about. You get to that stage where, no, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it just genuinely doesn't. When you can use your mindset, use my AR method, in fact, to put you in neutral. Yeah? So you're not in fifth gear now and getting over exploding. You're in neutral. That same person being as irritating as they are, they don't affect you anymore. And would you like that? Would you like that tomorrow when you wake up? Well, actually, it can't be tomorrow, but let's just say it could. You've been to see me and I've helped you through this. I found the beliefs that make you re- overreact in the way that you've been overreacting. I've taken the sting out of it and you go in and this person is has borrowed your stapler again. So you're the one have to go and hunt it down. 
And do you know what? You just think, do you know what? Had enough of that. I'll buy my own stapler or I'll hide the one that I've got. Whatever. You'll think of a solution because your brain, your mind is not filled with all this revenge. <laughs> and ask me how I know all of this <laughs> because <laughs> I'm speaking from my own experience here with a little bit of input from my clients. But essentially, this has been me plotting, you know, in those films when you see the person plotting to get their revenge, believe you me, over something as simple as they borrowed my stapler again, I could lose it. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't anymore. <laughs> I'm in a very good place. But if you're not, imagine if you possibly can, where that same scenario that has bothers your friends in another situation, which doesn't bother you, being in that place about this. Now, it might be a, a big stretch. It might be a little stretch. Either way, talk to me. I can help you to stop it because there's no fun in having to change jobs just because somebody's getting on your nerves. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous, isn't it? But it's understandable because we're not taught how to cope. I remember somebody saying to me when I first started working, and she said to me, don't let the idiots grind you down. She didn't use the word idiot. She used another word, but you, you, you understand. Don't let them grind you down because they will. And then that book came out. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. I didn't get that at the time. That was completely went over my head. Because as far as I was concerned, all these issues were real and big that needed dealing with. That other person should change. And do you know why I came on this path? Do you honestly want to know why? I did not get here because I wanted to change me. Uh, no, I didn't need changing. This was what people were doing to me. I honestly started my NLP. In fact, I started reading the self-help books to try and change somebody else. No, really. True confessions of a mindset analyst. I wanted other people to change. I wanted them. I wanted to figure out what I had to say and do to make them change their behaviour. And I'm being perfectly honest with you about that. Fortunately, over the years of reading and applying and going on various trainings and getting to the place where I changed myself enough, it started to feel good. That is the furthest thing from my mind and actually it doesn't work <laughs> because I tried that too. It doesn't work. So I've tried all of that and I'm telling you now, if you want to save yourself years of frustration and angst and making it so that your control issues come out, <laughs> you know, like a, 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 a bad angry bear, you really do need to just change how you see that situation, you will get your power back. And honestly, you will like work again. You will enjoy being at work, especially, I mean, seriously, especially when that person who used to bug the life of you does not bug you anymore. If you would like my help into getting there, call me, email me. Can you call me? No, you can't call me. <laughs> but you can email me. <laughs> you can DM me if you're on Facebook. Just go to Elaine Bligeon. If you're on my website, elainebligeon.com, just fill in that contact form. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. 
Anyway, <laughs> you can have a mind-controlled life, not because I say so, but because it's possible for you to thrive, to cope, to soar when you get your mindset under your control. And I'll speak to you soon.